0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of We, Us, and Ours. We are so excited to have you here with us today and we are especially excited to welcome our guest, Shireen Navi. Shireen is absolutely amazing. We got connected earlier this year through both of our work with Adobe and she has instantly become such a great friend. She is a powerhouse of a woman who is an amazing creative wears many, many hats, and we are so excited to dive into her story. So without further ado. Hi, Shireen. I am so excited to have you here with us today. It is truly such a pleasure. Welcome, welcome. And I want to dive right in. I want you to introduce yourself and I want to just know all things Shireen.
1: Hey, Charlotte. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the pod. I am so excited to be on. So a little bit of background about me. For those who don't know, my name is Shireen and I am a Los Angeles-based content creator, photographer, videographer. I do all the things. I wear lots of hats, (laughs) but mainly focusing on beauty, fashion, lifestyle, and creative content. So currently, I am also an Adobe Creative Resident. So I am focusing on producing a YouTube docu-series taking you behind the scenes of the art of creating content for top beauty brands. So that is actually coming out very soon, and I'm super excited about it. And then on top of that, I also have different projects that I'm doing at Adobe. Some of them are not really publicly facing, so people don't really know what I'm doing day to day. But part of it that is publicly facing is doing live streams for Adobe. So part of it is doing like these workshops, they're one hour workshops. And then a new Adobe live series is actually starting next week. And that's going to be a one hour series teaching you about all things video editing. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> Very cool. I always I think it's funny that you said, oh, like it's not in the, the outward public facing. I, I always wonder with people, I'm like, You go to work every day. What do you do? I'm like, yeah, people that aren't like their jobs aren't on the internet. I'm like, what do you do all day? Like, do you actually function for like eight hours a day? Do it work? But I always just find that very funny. And of course, we all balance many hats. You do it so well. And I'm always constantly amazed by that because you, in my mind, are the queen of Photoshop. Like, in particular, that is the one thing that is so daunting to me that every time I've ever opened Photoshop, I'm like, what? there are so many buttons. Why does none of this work the way? But I'm learning and I'm getting to learn from you, which is really cool. But okay, I'm curious. Are you from LA originally? Because a lot of people in the creative sphere, LA is kind of that big end goal. They're like, well, if I want to make it in the creative film, photo, everything, I have to be in LA. So are you from there originally? Where are you from? Like, I want to go
1: back. Yeah, so fun fact, originally not from LA. I'm originally from maryland so grew up born and raised on the east coast and then moved out to la it was the summer before high school and i've been here ever since so i've actually been having this conversation a lot recently about oh do you need to be in la to be a creator influencer whatever and honestly in this day and age i really don't think so the only benefit that i can really think of is being there for collaboration because other people are in close proximity to you, but like honestly, like you and I are doing right now, you can do it over the internet. Like you really don't need to be in LA. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had a post recently with a fellow
0: queen of Photoshop where you two did a photo shoot—one in LA, one in Chicago—and were able to make it look like you two were sitting together. Like, yeah, that was talk amazing. about that. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, so Tanya is my fellow Adobe Creative resident, and she's focusing specifically in Photoshop. But again, she also wears a lot of hats too, queen of lots of things, like we all are. (laughs) But we decided we wanted to do a photo shoot together. But she's in Chicago, and I'm in LA. So we're like, okay, how are we gonna make this work? So we ended up taking photos each separately. And then I sent her my photo. And then based on that, she looked at the lighting and the details and all of that and was like, okay, let me take a picture. Kind of like replicating the lighting and then took it into Photoshop and then really fine-tuned it to make it look like we were in the same place at the same time. It looked so good. That's crazy. It was the
0: like 70s elegance poolside vibe. Oh, I was obsessed with it. <sighs> it. That's one of those things that I did double take. I'm thinking there's no way. Technology is so cool that we can do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's wild okay so i know you've alluded to it a little bit you've mentioned it but i want to hear all things adobe in-house creative residency like what that means because myself that's how you and I got connected was through our work with Adobe and one of the core values of this podcast is to make friends in unexpected places and I think that's something really cool that we've been able to do is that we've become friends through Adobe so shout out to Adobe thanks for that but that also we were able to meet in person recently when I was out in LA and one of the first episodes on this podcast is called shooting your shot and it's talking about just like making asks, going out on a limb, and for me, the fact that we hadn't known each other that well yet, and I was like, hi, I'm going to be in LA, do you want to go get brunch? And you're like, okay, it's perfect, and I think it totally encompasses this podcast and why I'm so excited to have you on as a guest, but obviously, Adobe is what brought us together, and I've shared previously like what I have been doing with Adobe, so I want to hear all about what you are doing with Adobe.
1: Yeah, so, well, first of all, shout out to Adobe, like you mentioned for even connecting us. A year ago, I would have never thought I would be in this position, you know? It's so cool to be able to meet different creators and connect with them and have that whole creative community because that's something that I was previously lacking. And it's like, you can't go and talk to your friends and be like, oh, these are my struggles as a content creator because they just don't really understand it. And they can't give you the right feedback or like help you bounce ideas. But then having this creative community, it's like, they actually understand what you're talking about. And it's so refreshing. (laughs) So to dive deeper into the residency, I actually didn't even know that it was a thing until last year. So through Creator Camp, through Tyler Babin, who teaches Creator Camp, I learned that he was a previous Adobe creative resident. And then Emily from Adobe was like, hey, have you considered applying for the residency? And I was like, yeah, like I've been thinking about it, but I didn't really put together any sort of pitch deck or whatever. So I looked more into it and I was like, okay, let me just shoot my shot. Like you were saying, I'm all about shooting my shot. What's the worst, like that can happen, you know? Like you don't lose anything. So I tried, sent in my application, got a, like I heard back from them that I made it to the next round of interviews. So I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. Like freaked out internally. I was like, okay, let's do this. So then interviews happened. And then the hardest part was just waiting to hear back Mm -hmm. about an answer. And then I got so in my head during the time the interview ended and the time I heard back. And all these scenarios kept running through my head. I'm like, I'm not good enough. Like, why are they not reaching out back to me? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, Shereen, like chill. (laughs) whatever happens happens. <laughs> there's so, there's so much that I agree and
0: resonate with that was that one, I had like been working with a brand and been connecting with them and they hadn't responded to my emails in about two weeks. My emails, I had sent like two emails and I hadn't heard back in two weeks. And in my head, I was like, this is it. They're done with me. They don't want to work together anymore. And my best friend lovingly said, Charlotte, they're not just like a guy from a dating app. They're not going to ghost you. This is a company. Just chill out. I was like, "Mm, yep, needed to hear that. But I think something that I heard recently that ties into what you just said was, I think I saw this on Twitter somewhere, honestly, that someone said, don't say no for someone else. Like you don't know what someone else is going to say. So don't say no for them. You know, like you have no idea that, like, oh, I don't feel qualified for this, or I'm not prepared, or someone else would be better, shoot your shot. And I think with you applying for this and saying like, well, I don't know how I'm feeling and definitely goes into imposter syndrome a little bit to be oh, like, oh, oh sure. um, am I even qualified to be able to do this? And I think that's something that we resonate with and that everyone resonates with
1: yeah you know what's so bizarre so part of the application process for me was submitting a video since I was applying for the video residency and then after I finished doing my video like right at the end of the video I was still recording and to camera I was like oh I got this like I got this residency I feel it blah 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 and then I don't know where that confidence went it just like flew out the window and I was like oh just kidding <laughs> I'm not sure about that
0: oh <laughs> uh, we are our own worst enemy sometimes like you could just Hype us up really fast, and then all of a sudden, it's just like someone really tall playing basketball. You're shooting your ball down. You're like, "Well, that lasted for a very short period of time." But I think, yeah. it's so in, I think it's so important to talk about imposter syndrome and how we all feel that because there's there's no one that I know that once they've learned what imposter syndrome is, they're like, "Oh, I I've never felt that before." What are you talking about? Everyone goes through it.
1: Mhm. So after I got the residency about 2 months into it I don't know what happened but just full on imposter syndrome was happening to me and I was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't feel like I'm qualified enough for this why did I even get this position like all these thoughts just kept running through my head and then I was talking to my boyfriend about it and he was like you're clearly talented they chose you for a reason like you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they just randomly selected you with no sort of qualifications and more like, yeah, here, here's the residency. Like, you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, then, and I think it, it's just so important to have those voices to say like, no, I, like, I do see this value in you and really fight that.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because I was also hearing the same thing from Katie Welch, who is the CMO of Rare Beauty. So she was doing a live stream. And she was talking to other people in the beauty industry. And she was talking about how even she faces imposter syndrome. And I'm like, okay, if the CMO of this big beauty brand is also facing imposter syndrome, we all go through it. It's normal.
0: Absolutely. It's something that everyone deals with, no matter how shy or extroverted, as successful as beginner you are, everyone goes through it. And I think it's so important to talk about it. And I think one of the best ways that I have countered imposter syndrome in myself is similar to what you just mentioned. And that's having a really strong community. And I think having a strong community in whatever field you're in, or even if it's a field that is outside of where you're, you feel like you're lacking, you know, like if you have a strong sports community and you feel imposter syndrome in your career, like that community can still help you. For me, my faith is very important to me. And so I have a very strong community in my church and of people of faith around the world. And those are the people that I go to when I am my own worst enemy. And in my head thinking, what am I doing? Who am I to be doing this? And all like, what was me all is lost. And those are those people that kind of pull me up by my bootstraps and say, no, and speak words of encouragement in life into, into me. And as someone who words of affirmation is one of my greatest love languages, like (laughs) sometimes I just need a little baby pet talk and a hug. And I'm like, good to go. Yeah, I
1: actually have a screen on my phone and it's all dedicated to just affirmations. So it's like the widgets, you know, on the iPhone. I just Mm -hmm. set them to photos of affirmations.
0: That's such a cute idea. I love that. So another way that I have worked on doing this, because I feel like everyone just needs to find what works for them. For me, if someone ever sends me a really nice message or a card or something or a text, I screenshot it and I just would leave it. And then recently I had been flying from Hawaii to LA and then West Coast back East. So I had a lot of time on planes where I was like, I can't watch movies anymore. And I went through and through the years in my photo camera role, I saved and put in a new album all the words of affirmations that people have said to me over the years, like my friends, and I just started rereading them. And I was like, wow, why have I been feeling this bad about myself and like hard on myself, where all these people who know me at my core have said and seen all these things in me. And sometimes you need to be your own reminder. And so with little affirmations like that, from Calling on the words of people around you, like that's some of the best ways to fight imposter syndrome, at least for someone who loves words of affirmation.
1: Yeah, totally agree. It's so nice to have that context of why you're special and just read that because it can be so easy to get lost in our thoughts and be like, oh, we're really not deserving or whatever. But that's not the case. You are special. You are worthy. You are loved. Like, you're amazing.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I feel like something that will resonate with you a lot because you are very passionate about the beauty industry is that I've had a podcast episode before that I talked about how beauty standards differ from country to country. And it's, I I say it jokingly, like, oh, I feel prettier when I'm in Europe. I'm like, oh, it might be something in the water, like whatever. And I would describe, I'm like, yeah, I think of myself maybe as like a seven in the US, like In, in France, I feel like maybe an eight or a nine, like when I'm bouncing around Europe in the Philippines, I feel like a five because it's hot and humid, but I get treated like a 10 and (laughs) I just think it's so funny. And I talk about it that I say that in the way of like beauty standards differ, like we're just hard on ourselves and no one is outside of these standards. It's just what we surround ourselves with. And so for you being so deep into the beauty industry and with your creative residency being focused on the beauty industry, I'd love to hear more of what it seems like from an inside perspective.
1: Yeah, so there's definitely a shift in standards depending on where in the country you are. Totally agree with that. Or like what country you are in rather. And then as far as the beauty industry specifically goes, the thing that I've personally struggled with is those filters on Instagram that really alter your face. Like they make your lips look bigger. They make your cheeks look crazy. Like they just completely make you look like a different person. And then when you take them off or when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, oh, this isn't me. I don't look like that. And then the more you see the filter version and then the unfiltered version, it just kind of skews your sense of self. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop using those filters cause it's not good for me. Like, I can't keep doing that to myself and making myself feel bad. And like, I have to live up to this false standard of beauty. So that's definitely been an issue. And the thing that I actually love about where the beauty industry is heading right now is that they're shifting towards this more accepting of all skin tones and types and shapes sort of vibe. So it's all about embracing your natural skin and all of that. And I love that. I wish that that was a thing 10 years ago, because back then you would see all these models with flawless skin, just like pouring water on their face. Like they're all like supermodels. And then here I am with acne and I'm just like, okay, well, that's not me. I don't look like that. And for years, like over 10 years, I was just struggling with acne and I never felt fully confident. But now that I'm seeing these models that they have acne and companies aren't editing them out. It is so refreshing to see that and I love that.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's important to note that no one looks cute when they're washing their face. It is oh, absolutely yeah. impossible. So <laughs> Neutrogena, all these brands, no, no one looks cute when they are washing their face. That's
1: that's <laughs> the biggest fake thing in all of like film and media. Oh yeah, I make a mess when they wash my face. My whole sink is just like wet. I don't know how to do it flawlessly. <laughs> yes.
0: No, it, it's it's absurd. But I think that that's something really interesting to, to touch on. And for me, I've always loved Airy, And Aerie is a brand that's very airy, real. And they show people of different body types and models of different um, medical conditions and backgrounds. And I was walking around American Eagle this week and I saw a mannequin that was thick with like two to three C's and I'm like, yes, we love this (laughs) because I never see mannequins that are my mid-size shape. You get people that are very petite and then like the more normal, whatever, but it's not plus size, you know, like the eight to 14s where you're like, oh, well, it's not small, but it's not plus size. And there's just such a huge gap in that market. And I'm really glad to see the industry start making moves in that direction. But for you, being in the film and creative and photo and all that realm, and then having this passion for beauty, how do your dreams and goals align with this? Um, As you're capturing brands, as you are doing your own things, like, what is what does i guess almost like a day in the life look like for you or what's your dream that it could look like as you are continuing to be that generation that's coming up and shaping what marketing and media will look like in the beauty industry in the years to come
1: yeah i definitely want to keep contributing to being a voice that empowers people within the beauty community or rather through the beauty community specifically through photo and video content so I want to help people feel like they're included and just represent everyone, you know, like one of my really big goals is to be a creative director for a beauty brand, so then I would be the one that is in charge of all of these campaigns, and being in that position would be amazing, because then you have a say into are casting and what the shoot will look like and what the messaging could be like, and that would just be like the dream position for me, and, and, Another big goal for me is to have my work featured on a billboard, whether that's in LA or globally, like we need to make that happen.
0: (laughs) I love that. I, you and one of my other really good friends, Luke, I just love having these conversations. Luke's a creative out in LA too. And he told me one of his biggest goals, he's like, Charlotte, I'm going to shoot something that will be in Times Square one day. And I was like, heck yeah, you will. And I will be on a flight and I will come to New York and I will stand there with you. And so you have to keep me updated because I will fly to this billboard with you and stand there and cheer. And that's, I think that's the best part about community is besides having people that cheer you on that you get to go be a cheerleader for them. And for some of them, it's in such different areas than you are used to. Like some of my closest friends, run in circles, both career-wise and passions and interests that are so different from me that I have no idea what they're talking about most of the time. Bless his heart. My cousin works and as like a NASA scientist and he and his fiance, they both work at NASA. So I hang out and talk with them. They're talking space and rockets and science and rocks. And I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. (laughs) I does not compute. But one day we went... And we went on a walk and we watched a rocket launch and it was so cool. And I'm like, I'm glad that I get to cheer on this moment with you, even though I have no idea scientifically what's happening. And so that's really exciting that that's one of your, your really big goals. And it's cool seeing you at the age that you are making strides towards that because you're doing stuff very much like that with your residency and so i know it's not up just yet and so there's probably a little bit of a surprise factor but what can you tell us more about that coming out in the the series and all
1: of that it's basically just very candid conversations with people from beauty brands or within the beauty industry talking about mental health creating content and just kind of what goes into The images that you end up seeing on your phone or on screens and it's really interesting to hear about the reality of the behind the scenes that's all i'm gonna say yes no
0: it's perfect and don't worry once your your series is out i will be promoting it and cheering it on so that everyone listening can go see it and obviously we will plug all of your links so that people can get connected with you but it's so It's so exciting hearing that stuff. And I I well, one thing that I'm curious of is how you got connected with some of these big beauty gurus. Was it just shooting your shot? Was it a connection through Adobe? How does that go about? Because I don't think people talk about that step in the process as much. They just see the end goal and be like, wow, well, look at what look at what Shireen did. So impressive. You're like, well, it took a lot for me to get here.
1: Yeah, I actually really love that you asked that because that's something that I think about too when I see these things. I'm like, oh, like how did they even get connected? And nobody really talks about these things. So Adobe actually did not connect me with these brands. These are relationships that I have been establishing for years prior to even getting the residency. So before I got the residency, I was doing YouTube and creating primarily beauty content. And then through that, I was going to different networking events like Gen Beauty or just other conferences that are beauty focused. And through that, I would meet brands. And then just through having a YouTube channel, brands would find me and reach out to me and be like, oh, can we send you PR? So then I ended up on all these PR lists for beauty brands. And then I would get invited to these influencer events. And it just kept going from there. So through that, through years and years and years of doing that, established these relationships. So for example, the first episode that's coming out is with Tenny Panosian who is a beauty influencer and she ended up creating her own skincare brand. So Tenny is truly my favorite YouTuber, like I love her. So for years I was just like commenting on everything and she had a speaking event in Glendale and I went to that because I really wanted to meet her and like support her and all of that. So that was just like such an organic relationship and then when this residency arose, and I knew I wanted to do the Unfiltered Beauty series. I was like, oh my god, Tenny is like the perfect person for this. So I reached out, they said yes, we made it happen, and I'm so excited about that. So that is how that came to be.
0: That's amazing, and I think it's so important what you, how to, how to summarize what you just said, is that there's no overnight success like that it's the behind the scenes work that no one sees the the blood sweat and tears the pitches the emails the everything that I think the world needs to talk about more in the way of showing that like hey we're all we're all going through this like it's a process it's not the overnight success that people think of like there's a lot of hard work to it um but it's just it's very exciting getting to see that and the fact of I think this is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about recently, especially because of the pandemic and a place that we have become so virtual and disconnected space-wise that nothing will compare to genuine, authentic connections. And connections are great in person, but there's still ways you can be intentional about connecting with people virtually, but it's not losing the human connection in it that i think is the most important and so what you just touched on is that it's years of building relationship and rapport and connecting with people and that's what that's what makes the world go around is genuine authentic connection where you didn't have an agenda of saying well i want to get connected with this person because one day i want to make a video of them and it's going to help benefit my career you're like no i like what they're doing i want to comment and support them and boost the algorithm and go to their speaking event because I enjoy them as a person. And then one day it's like, wow, actually there this opportunity came up to help us both. Would you like to be a part of it? And I think that's the difference between networking and building relationships is that so often networking is, well, I wanna connect with people because I have some ulterior motive. I have a reason like, well, what can you do for me? And instead it's like, hey, how can I help? cheer on and support you. And I think that's the biggest difference, especially with people that are influencers or celebrities of people of power, that people just want to connect with them just be like, well, I know this person or what can they do for me? Whereas you went in with the mentality
1: of, well, I just want to support you. And then look at the good things that came from it. Exactly. It's not like five years ago or whatever, I knew that I was going to get a residency with Adobe. Like. <laughs> I just genuinely love these people. And then everything just kind of fell into place, which is crazy to even think about. Yeah. And
0: you mentioned Tyler Babin earlier, and it's crazy how things with Tyler started so much for me because I had my friend, Zach Kravitz, who is a creative photographer, videographer, but also helps growing creatives and does mentorship and stuff. Zach and I, got connected because we both worked at a gym when I was in high school and he was in college. And then we stayed in touch. He moved out to LA, was doing all this big stuff. And I didn't own a camera and I signed up for his like photography course because I was like, you know what? I have an interest, but also I'm gonna support my friend. It's his new business venture. Like I'm gonna support him. Again, didn't own a camera. So how beneficial is a photography course that had a pretty penny to it? that's for interpretation. But through that, I was able to then get a camera and meet new people and connect. And then I took Zach's Creators Blueprint course, which was really helpful. And Tyler was a guest on the Creators Blueprint and he was living in New York. So I DM'd him. I was like, hi, I'm friends with Zach. I live in New York. Do you want to go get dinner? And he just was like, sure. And so we met up, we got dinner. No ulterior motives, just like, just wanted to chat, hear his story. And then the next week he moved to Portland, Oregon with his girlfriend. And I was like, okay, bye. Um, Stayed in touch. That's how I got connected to the Adobe Creator Camp was hearing that he was leading this. I said, okay, I'll apply. Did that. That's what got you and I connected. Got my opportunity to pitch to Adobe, which winning the pitch competition. And then the ball just kept rolling. And then I got to see Tyler for lunch maybe two weeks two three weeks ago and we just sat down we're like man what, what a crazy couple of months it's been now he's living back at the east coast he has a great new gig and i've been doing all this stuff moving to dc and we just sat there like crazy how how
1: time can fly and what genuine connections can do you know yeah like you sit there and you're just like what is life like truly really, what is going on
0: <laughs> i i absolutely love it it's just It's so cool and crazy, but as we're talking about dreams and stuff, what are ways that we can support you moving forward? Obviously, you have your creative residency stuff coming out, but specifically, what can we do to cheer and support you?
1: Comments are always amazing. I love reading them, Um, sharing the video, liking, you know, all the things that everybody tells you to do in videos that, like, I don't really do, but I probably should like like subscribe comment rate review whatever like (laughs) all those things
0: oh yes all the influencer stuff and you are queen shireen on everything correct yes
1: so on some platforms i don't know who took queen shireen but i couldn't get it so some of them have an extra n at the end like tiktok has an extra n at the end um twitter also has an extra n at the end but if you just type in queen shireen you'll find me
0: Yes, I feel like it's, it's unique enough, you should be able to find it, which is perfect. And I'll put all the links in the show notes in the description so everyone can get connected. And one of the my favorite things to do is I always end episodes by asking this question. And it's one of my favorite questions to ask literally anyone I meet. And it's if you could travel to anywhere in the world, time,
1: money, pandemic, none of it was a factor. Where would you go and why? Egypt, 100%. I've been wanting to go ever since I was a kid. I've been fascinated with the mummies, the pyramids, all the history behind it. Like everything about it is so cool to me. And I've been wanting to go for so long. It hasn't happened yet. One day it will, but Egypt for sure.
0: I love the confidence in that answer. Um, That is also on my list. Literally, I had it written down, I think, somewhere over here that I wrote down recently. I was like, What countries do I want to visit? Um, And Egypt, Egypt is on the list. Egypt is high up on the list. So (laughs) if you want someone to go with, if I could steal you away from your boyfriend, travel partner, then we'll we'll have a girl's trip in Egypt. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Good. Well, this has been so, so fun. We will make sure that everyone gets connected in the links. And it's such, it's so fun to be able to celebrate with you and just, I think the biggest thing that inspires me that you do and just having these conversations is seeing young women in their 20s, like our age, going out and chasing their dreams and not going the the normal, quote unquote, normal path that the world has set out for us. And just seeing that this kind of stuff is possible, that you just got up and said, this is what I wanna do and I'm gonna make it happen. And I think yeah. that's really inspiring. And I'm so glad that we we got to hear a little bit of your story.
1: Me too. And you know what? Touching on that, it's actually, I love that I get to be this creative and go after that. Because in the Persian community, it's like, you're either a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or you're nothing. And I'm like, no, I don't agree with that. So let's change that mentality.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it just takes a few It just takes a drop to start the ripple effect, you know, and I think that's one of the most powerful images is that you can have a crystal clear pond, drop one water, and the ripples just keep going and going. And that's what you get to do. That's what I get to do. That's what everyone that gets to wake up and say, you know what, I have a dream and I'm going to pursue it wholeheartedly. That's what they get to do. And people notice, people see it. So Keep running the race. We're so proud of you and so excited to continue to cheer you on. A huge thank you to Shireen. That was such a great conversation, and I'm personally very, very excited to watch the docu series. So please go check it out. The links will be in the show notes. Go connect with her at Queen Shireen on pretty much everything you will absolutely love it that her content is out of a magazine and just like being on a billboard I will not be surprised when she's published in magazines one day soon so thank you all for joining us thank you again to Shireen and we will see you all here back together again soon